This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. It's important to establish that culture of winning, the importance of winning, and doing things the right way. So for us, it's just to keep building upon that. Throws to the end zone. It is caught for the Miami touchdown. It's Parker. All day long with Devontae Parker. Picked off. Going to the end zone is Eric Rowe for the touchdown. Play fake. Throws it. There he is. Wiggins. And it's a big man touchdown in Miami. What is up? Welcome in Miami Dolphins fans. Hope everybody had a good weekend, but it's time for another episode of Fin It to Win It brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Bet Online. My name is Riley Bradshaw alongside Mason Englehart. You can follow, interact with the show on social media. We're at Fin It to Win It. Today, the release of this podcast, we just came out with our third Dolphins trivia question. If you don't know what that is, where the hell have you been, first of all? (laughs) Second, Go to our social media accounts, people, and find we've done this is our third one now. So you can interact with all of them and answer the trivia question. You'll be entered to be selected to come on the show, live on the show with Mason and myself, and compete for the chance to win a hundred dollar gift card to NFL Shop. Mason, we just selected our second round of winners, and we're going to select another batch from this round. Yeah, a little harsh, Riley, with the uh, where the hell have you been? What what well, rock you know, have you been living you under? To, sometimes you just have to be upfront and honest. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Where the hell have you all been? Get in this contest. But the first two rounds, we've had a lot of responses. So obviously, it makes it tough to just randomly pick two people for that. But excited to see what the response is going to be for this third one as the next few days go on. But as we wrap up these trivia contests, it's going to be awesome just to see these Dolphin fans battling it out, seeing who gets that $100 gift card. Because here on Finit to Win It, you know what we love to do. We love to do these contests, rewarding our fans. And it's really exciting having the fans on the show. We've done our voicemails, our, our Finit to Win It hotline. That's been a great success. Now we're getting fans to participate in the trivia contest live on the show. 
We've done a couple of them already. They're going to all come out together in a Fins Up Friday episode, so very excited about that. So, yeah, all you have to do is go to our Facebook and Twitter page uh, on Twitter, retweet it, on Facebook, share it, follow Fin It to Win It, and then obviously answer the question correctly. That's kind of an important piece of this. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, We have a busy episode tonight, so I think we all know this. 2020 has sucked so far. I mean, other than, you know, the draft and some of the free agents for the Dolphins, it's been okay. But just in general, 2020 has sucked. You you know, Riley, I saw it has sucked. You're 100% right. I saw a funny, though, like it it wasn't a meme, but it was like something somebody put about how like 2020 is like someone keeps going um, back to the future, essentially. They keep getting a time machine. They know something is wrong with 2020, but every time they try to fix the problem, they cause another problem because it seems a like new one, yeah. every day or two, there's a new issue. You know, we had the murder hornets that were mentioned. You didn't hear about, you don't hear about those anymore. So maybe they fixed that problem. You know, there was all, all that dust coming from overseas that was going to affect the air quality and everything. Uh, it just seems like every day, the environment, the political landscape, everything that's going on in our country and our world, it's a crazy time to be living, but you know, you got to try your best to persevere. That's why you and I were getting on here. We're talking Dolphins football, just trying our best to just get the people what they want. And that's just to get their mind off of all the craziness and get their mind on some Dolphins football. And that's what we need. That's what people need is sports. They need football. And tonight we're talking about the preseason. Is there going to be a preseason? Because reports are coming out. You know, the NFL wants two preseason games. The NFLPA voted no preseason at all. So if there is no preseason, how that's going to affect the Miami Dolphins. So we're going to discuss that tonight. But first, I want to get into something real quick. And this is a very serious problem. Um, This week, I came to the realization that I am not a young buck anymore, Mason. And you and I are the same age. I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners are around the same age as us as well. I'm 32 years old. This past weekend, Mason, was straight up demoralizing for me. And I'll tell you why. So we had a barbecue. I had a friend come in from Georgia. Had, oh, that sounds horrible so far, Riley. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's starting off, you know, pretty rough. So we have a barbecue. I have a basketball hoop in the yard. We start, you know, we play horse. Next thing you know, we're playing, you know, just shooting around. Then it gets to two on two uh, with me and my friends. And we get through the game. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Next thing you know, we played five games uh, to 11. Mason, I literally could not get out of bed this morning. My back hurt so bad. <laughs> I couldn't move. And I was like, oh my God, is this is this the age where this happens? I thought I had to no. at least 40. I thought 40 was like your over the hill saying, not 32. I mean, if I'm a quarterback in the NFL, I'm supposed to be in my prime, Mason. And I can't even get out of bed playing two-on-two basketball with my out-of-shape friends. <laughs> Listen, Riley, I'll say this to you simply, and I'll say it to you very bluntly. It is not your age. It is you being out of shape. Okay. That is exactly what it is. That's so, the honesty we bring on that, that is the honesty we bring. You are out of shape. Now, I'm not saying I'm a, <laughs> I'm a triathlon runner or I'm a marathon runner or anything like that. I mean, I actually played tennis over the weekend, and I feel great. I guess I'm just in much better oh, wow. shape and, okay. than great. you. But, um, but you know what? Listen, you're right, though, in a way. As we get older and as we start doing less and less, especially with all the quarantine stuff going on, I feel like you're not out as much, and then you do something you haven't done in a while. It's like, wow, like did I run through a brick wall, or did I just play two-on-two? It, two? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was rough. So it's just me, I guess. It's not the age yes. thing. Yeah, it's you, just you haven't experienced this, Mason. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe a little bit more than like a two-on-two basketball game on like a what? what how was the hoop at least ten feet or was it like eight feet? Were y'all like trying to dunk on it? 
I mean, it was 10 feet. I'm going to be honest with you. It was 10 feet for like the first three games in the last couple. Oh, my we were like, Lord. Let's, let's, let's dunk it. So now, that is cool. No, no, I'm not saying that's not cool because that's awesome because I love to do that too, but that's even less of an excuse. You probably pulled your back trying to dunk a basketball. That's probably yeah, what you did. Because, you know, we, we're all, you know, we're all very well past our prime. I mean, one of my friends is in the army, so he was by far the most in shape out of all of us. But it got to the point where we're like, man, this is, you know, this is getting kind of rough. Let's lower the hoop so we at least like feel a little more athletic <laughs> where we barely have to jump to dunk the ball. Did you at I least was, win I was like the game? Shaq down there, baby. I was like Shaq. Oh yeah, home court yeah. advantage. You gotta win, man. I had to bring it. I had to bring it. And that's why I'm I'm paying for it today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you at least won because if you lose and your back's hurt and your pride's hurt, that's that's even worse. So I'm glad you you won. Last point on this, and then we'll move on to what we're actually going to talk about tonight. I think Mason, this is my excuse, is that I have two kids. You only have one. The dad bod is real. Parenting is hard. <laughs> it is draining, man. And my mom, when I when we were pregnant with my second daughter, she warned me. She's like, you know, one is one and two is ten. And it really feels like that sometimes. Like you never get a break. It's just, it's, you know, and especially right now during COVID, you know, keeping them home most of the time. It's just like they're going crazy. They want stuff to do. <sighs> so it's pretty draining. <laughs> I can lie. I'll agree with your last point. You ended on a good note. Two is ten. I do agree with your mom on, on that sentiment. So well received. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk some Miami Dolphins football and how the preseason or no preseason is going to impact this Miami Dolphins team. And I'm going to kick it off with this, Mason. We posted the question on Twitter, at Finit to Win It. We asked Dolphins fans, what would be the best preseason situation for this Miami Dolphins team? So we had four preseason games, two preseason games, no preseason games. The results came in 56% of the voters said two preseason games would be the best situation for the Dolphins. Second place came four preseason games and then third place, no preseason games with 21%. You posed a question because Mason, I guess we'll go ahead and kick it off with this is you wanted to know what people's reasoning was that voted no preseason because you look at the makeup of this team and you know, so many new faces, so many young faces. They're the youngest team in the league. I know that, you know, the preseason gets a bad rap because a lot of it is kind of a waste of time, but there are a lot of important things that come out of the preseason, mainly reps for young players and guys at the back end of the roster fighting for position on this team. So when you look at that, they're not going to get those opportunities if there is no preseason. So I get where you're coming from asking people, why Why do you think no preseason with this team? And that was the question. This Dolphins team, not just in general. I mean, if we have a veteran team, you know, that's been there, done that, playoffs every year, I, I understand that. But with this specific Miami Dolphins team, why no preseason? So I'm curious to get your, just your take on that situation for two or no preseason. So when you put out the poll, when we put out the poll, after the first 20 or 30 minutes, the percentage for no preseason was relatively high. So right from there, I was like, okay, I need to hear from some Dolphin fans. What's going on? What is the reason why the Dolphins should not play any preseason games? And not surprisingly, some of the responses we had were the COVID situation. Some of the fans feel like the Dolphins, they don't need to bring their players out in the field for games that don't matter. Now, the words don't matter. They that. That's a big deal right there because I am of the opinion, and I guess as 20, no, excuse me, as 56% of the fans also agree with me on this, 
I'm of the opinion that two preseason games is the perfect amount, whether we're going through COVID or whether it is just a normal season. Two preseason, two preseason games is a solid amount for several reasons. Now, reason number one, okay, and we're not going to talk about COVID right now. Of course, we're going to get into that situation, but let's just talk about the fact with preseason football, okay? You need to build that endurance for your players. The players cannot just go to training camp and scrimmage each other or maybe have a visiting team come in for a day or two. You need that physicality. You need that playing time. You need players to get on the field and get those reps in because practice, even though practice can be very tough, you need to have a real game situation to get out there and actually play two or three quarters. And yes, you know, some people feel like, well, are the starters going to play any time at all? Yes, there are. I mean, when there's four preseason games, the third game, what, Riley? I mean, starters sometimes play more than a half half, of football, the entire half. And there's been years with the Dolphins where it's well gone into the third and the fourth quarter. I remember very clearly there's been years where the Dolphins starters have not performed well and the coaches have made them go out there in the second half. So that's number one. Your players need endurance. Number two, and you mentioned this, Riley, this is a team comprised of a lot of young players, a lot of rookies, and a lot of players who are going to be battling in camp. Coach Flores and company, they cannot just look at camp to say, okay, you know, Robert Hunt, he's going to fit right tackle. We're going to start him there. Austin Jackson, he's going to fit left tackle. Okay, Christian Wilkins, we're going to keep him in the starting role. They need to see these preseason games to really, truly identify certain players' weaknesses, how they're doing in game situations, and do they deserve to start in this field? So, Riley, those are my two big points right there and why there needs to be preseason, and that's without COVID, obviously. That's taking COVID out of the equation. Right. And for the Tua fans that want to see Tua week one versus the New England Patriots, this pretty much annihilates any chance of that happening. I mean, it just has to. I don't think it was going to happen regardless, but if there was any chance, I feel like you had to have as many preseason games as possible because, I mean, I just from a coaching perspective – you cannot throw your rookie quarterback, you know, I understand he's the fifth overall pick. We want to see him play this year. Some want to see him earlier than others, but I think for the most part, everyone wants to see two on the field. But man, if you have no preseason, like, you know, practice is practice. Like you're going up against the same guys. We talked about this with Doug Spuma from Dougley Do Wrong on YouTube. You go up against the same guys over and over because they're not doing the, you know, inter-squad scrimmage they're not scrimmaging with other teams they're not doing any of that this this uh offseason or this training camp so if you don't have the preseason games where you're actually taking reps versus an opponent that you don't see on a daily basis that's crucial for an offensive line that is starting four maybe five new starters on top of that two rookies at both tackle positions. There's no way you throw two out there with no preseason games with this offensive line to see how they stack up against another team's defense. No way. Well, I I think you can play two later in the season. I mean, starting the season. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, week one. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even with two preseason games, I think that would be foolish with the way this offseason is going and with so much going on. I mean – it, the chances are very low if they had four preseason games for Tua to start week one, to be honest. Right. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he knows his Changeli offense. Tua, I mean, even though he looks healthy and he's clearing all these hurdles so far, he's got a long way to go before he can start an NFL uh, game. But yeah, I mean, this definitely delays his progress for sure. I mean, the less games the Dolphins are on the field, the less he's going to be playing. Now, if these 21% of the people who voted in our poll, and I'm sure many Dolphin fans out there, these fans think there should not be a preseason because 
They just think the Dolphins are in rebuilding mode and they feel like this season is just another stepping stone to success. You know, that could be an argument. They could say, listen, you know, this team is not ready. I feel like this team is not playoff ready. They're not eight wins ready, even though, you know, they weren't too far off that from last year, as crazy as that season was. If they're not ready for the next step, then okay, there's no preseason. We just take these draft picks. We just slowly make their way along. Hopefully at the end of the season, they'll have success like last season was, and that's that. So if that's their argument, I guess I could see that. But for me still, even with – now let's take COVID in the situation, Riley. Let's talk about COVID. Even with the COVID situation, if you're going to say – Getting COVID from a meaningless preseason game, I don't need that. It's not a meaningless preseason game. We go out there to get our players ready to compete in the regular season. So it's not meaningless to you, to to me, or possibly to you. I don't know. I want to hear your opinion on this. But one thing I'll I'll say before I turn over to you, Riley, is if you're playing the what-if game, oh, what if they get COVID during the preseason – you can't live your life like that. You could do that anything with sports. Oh, ooh, why did we play this starter in the second game of the preseason and he got hurt? Well, because he needs to be on the field. So you can't say the what-if game with COVID in the preseason because if they're going to play this season, and as of now they are, there could be a COVID outbreak anytime during the year. And quite frankly, if a it's player gets happen. COVID, yeah, and quite frankly, Riley, if a player gets COVID in a preseason game and they have to miss a few weeks, wouldn't that be better than getting it in week two or three of the season? I mean, God forbid any of them get it, but I'm just saying, if they were going to get it earlier on, it might even be better if they get in the regular season. It's a crazy situation, it's but so I think it's hard. Mason, it, it, it's for, very tough. It's so hard for me to wrap my brain around because there's some things that we do know, but there's so much that we don't know. And I don't think we've even mentioned this point, which is a very important point. I mean, with everything going on, it's like the summer has flown by. The Dolphins are supposed to report to training camp on July 28th, two weeks from the day this podcast is released. Two it's crazy. rookies are supposed to report next week. I have serious, serious doubts that that's going to happen because there are so many unknowns. And I want to go through some of these, what we know, what we don't know. Let's go ahead first, Mason, before we get into all those scenarios, let's go ahead and get a quick read from today's sponsor of the show, Bet Online. Look, everyone, sports, they're finally coming back. And so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Mason, why don't you tell them more? Yeah, Riley, and there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. So visit betonline.ag and use that promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald reported earlier this week that sources told him that the Dolphins have informed their players that, and this is in quotes, everything is up in the air in regards to reporting to training camp. Not the most welcoming news, Mason, when you are talking about players reporting to training camp, because if players report to training camp late, if they push that back, That pushes the preseason back, if there even is a preseason, which is entail going to push the season back. I mean, you can't cut down training camp. you got to give these these guys time to get acclimated and ready and in game shape. So real quickly, let's go through what we know, and then we'll talk about all of the questions, and there's a ton of them. So (laughs) what we know is 
All training camps are going to be held at team facilities this year. Football personnel players, they're going to be isolated from team employees. So like even within these facilities, like you're going to have your players and coaches and like essential personnel and like front office people are going to be completely separated from each other. Fields and locker rooms are going to be restricted to essential staff. There's going to be a max of 60 people, not including players allowed on practice fields. Like, you know, within the facilities, there's going to be a lot of things going on. Six feet social distancing, which was is kind of the norm around the country. Uh, players have the option to stay um, at team-sponsored ho- hotels, but they're not required to, so they can stay at their own houses, which is something where typically in training camp, everyone reports and they stay as a team together. There's going to be designated areas for employees and, and players that show symptoms, where they're going to stay, where they're going to be treated. Um, obviously, there's going to, be, going to be no fans allowed at training camps this year. Uh, teams, they're saying right now, can host up to two practices at the stadium where fans can be in the stands. I wouldn't be surprised if that goes away, but you know, as of yeah. now, that that that's kind of on the table. Um, you know, the NFL, they're proposing two preseason games. NFLPA voted to endorse no preseason, which I'm a little shocked by, considering a lot of their players how important the preseason is. Like you have your guys that make your millions upon millions, they don't have to worry about a roster spot, but you have a lot of guys that are in the union that are fighting for a job every training camp. So not having those, that, that opportunity um, is definitely a detriment to their chances of making, making the squad. So that's one thing. And then my last thing is the media, there's going to be virtually no media presence. Uh, there's going to be a handful of reporters, but I, I see Mason, you want to get in on that, the two preseason games, well, no preseason games, NFLPA thing. Yeah. NFLPA. I mean, they're going to have the player safety as their number one goal. And I mean, I'm not trying to take light of this situation with my comments a little while ago. I mean, COVID is very serious. I mean, there's a very likely chance that, especially in Florida, I was just going to get to that Riley. You read my mind. There's a very likely chance. Like the dolphins are in the number one hotbed for COVID in the United States, Florida, every day, thousands upon thousands of confirmed cases. And the dolphins are right in the middle of it in Miami there. So it is very serious. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these situations where there's a hundred different opinions and we really don't know which one is right. Cause we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different opinions on what COVID is and how serious it is to, yeah. to certain people. And the one thing that's going to be interesting, you know, we see certain leagues like, uh, the MLS and the NBA, they're doing this player bubble. Now the NFL can't really do that because of the size of the teams. They're going to make it optional. Like you mentioned to stay at team hotels, but we're, we're seeing instances where players are already in the NBA bubble and they're getting trouble for violating the rules. I, I forget the name of the player, but Sacramento Kings um, rotation player, I think it was backup center. Uh, he got in trouble for going to get some takeout food, literally going across the street to get some food. And he has to quarantine himself for 10 days. Now, he doesn't have COVID, but the NBA is being very strict about this since they want to start their season on time and they're putting all these players in the bubbles with all these different rules and regulations. Now, the NFL is a different beast with all these extra players, the way they play the game, all the extra coaches they have, the size of the team, support staff. There's so many different intangibles that they're going to really have to worry about. Is it fair to say a player shouldn't go to the grocery store because they make millions of dollars and they're going to put themselves at risk. A player should not go to the park with his family because he could put himself at risk. I mean, it it is a very gray area with this because you need to give the players their freedom. You need to give them the choice, the chances to make their own choices. But on the flip side, as fans, we say, listen, if we want this season to happen, we need all the players to toe the line. We need the coaches to do the same thing. 
I mean, there has to be a happy medium, Riley, but it's really hard to find it. Yeah, I will say this, Mason. This past Sunday, there were 15,300 new COVID-19 cases in Florida. It's crazy. That's more than all of Europe on that same day. That's how yeah, much it's spiking in Florida. That's that's a problem, man. I mean, we're like I said, we're two weeks out from training camp. Two weeks. Like, time's up. <laughs> and it's decision time. What are we doing here? Because it's not just Florida. I mean, Texas, North Carolina, there's there's pockets all over the country that are having, you know, upticks. And then there's places, especially up in the northern uh, states where, you know, COVID is not as big of an issue. It's still obviously there, but it's not it's not spiking like in other places. So I don't really know if you if you like approach it with a, you know, one size fits all kind of approach. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Or if you take yeah, it, you can't. Or if you take it by a case by case basis uh, with these things. And I know with the teams, they're allowing, you know, for actual the season for actual games like you guys figure out how you want to handle fans coming into the stands because that's a huge question, like tailgating, all that stuff. Like, I mean, that's a team by team basis thing. But like when it comes to things that we don't know, and one of the things that to me is a huge deal that no one has talked about yet because we haven't seen players, like especially big name guys, say, I'm not playing this year. I mean, we've seen it in baseball, you know, David Price. But with football, it hasn't happened yet. Players who are going to opt out, opt not to play this season. How are they going to handle that? Like, will there be compensation? Could they lose their jobs? Unpaid leave? Like, how is the NFL going to handle that? There are so many questions. And then it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, one thing affects the other. If someone decides not to play, you know, on the Dolphins, you know, I, I'm not going to throw names out there, but like, just say a linebacker, a starting linebacker decides not to play. You know, are you going to allow more roster spots so, some, you know, the Dolphins can keep another linebacker because they're having to replace a guy that they can't, they don't want to take him off the roster because they don't want to cut him because he's a starter, but does he go on some type of exempt list? Those are details that they still haven't sorted out two weeks out of training camp. It's not an if it's a when for that situation. Cause you know, if the NFL season is going on as scheduled, but the number of cases is still very high, especially in certain areas where teams play, there's going to be some players who eventually do opt out or make their statement that they're not going to play with everything going on. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the NFL does with this situation, how they help the teams with roster spots, like you mentioned. But another angle to this is how are the fans going to react? I mean, is there going, I mean, you know, sports fans are crazy. I mean, we are, I mean, we're very passionate. Sometimes we get hotheaded. Sometimes we, we jump to conclusions that don't make sense. I mean, listen, that's sports. So how are fans going to react if your star player or a very valuable player or just a player in general on your team decides they're not playing? Are we going to feel compassion and say, you know what, that's their decision? Are many fans going to be outraged? Probably. But at the end of the day, it's their decision. I mean, yes, if the NFL season goes on and we're missing our starting wide receiver or one of our starting running backs or possibly a quarterback, I mean, those things are going to uh, mean a lot. And all sports are going through that right now, obviously. But for the NFL, it's going to be very interesting to see when players start to make it vocal that they're not going to play with the current situation in our country. Whew, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the fans react. And you've seen Dolphins players, especially over the past week on Twitter, they're not saying they're not at the point where I'm not playing, I'm not suiting up, but they definitely are voicing their concerns with how the NFL is handling it, their lack of information, their lack of answers and communication to the players. And a lot of it came from the secondary uh, last week. You know, Nick Needham, Byron Jones, 
Kayvon Frazier all came out with tweets, you know, basically saying the same thing that they're frustrated to hear that the NFL isn't addressing major issues when we're two weeks away from training camp. They just want to play football, make it happen, figure this out. Like I keep saying it, we're out of time. Like it's decision time. What are we going to do here? Uh, because the second you start pushing one thing back, it's going to bleed into the next thing and the next thing. I mean, we're seeing it in college football. Conferences are like deciding we're just playing conference games now, like the Big Ten. And that's to buy them more time, honestly. You know, cut out the non conference games. That gives us, what, an extra month pretty much. Uh, you know, you reshuffle the schedule, you only have conference games. So are we going to see a situation with the NFL where we start cutting into those 16 games? where it cuts down to 12 or something like that. I know fans don't want to see that, but that's a real possibility. If we see over these next few weeks, training camp get pushed back, preseason pushed back or canceled, that's you know writing on the wall that, hey, this could bleed into the regular season, which is what, but for me, it's been my biggest fear in this whole thing um, is when we start cutting out regular season games. And, you know, it, it has been my fear too. And as time goes on, you really start to, really unfortunately visualize this happening with everything that's going on, how cloudy this situation is. But would you rather have 12 games and cut out the NFC games for the year, the cross-conference games that the Dolphins play, or would you rather have a full 16-week schedule and something bad happen? I mean, that's the choice you have to make. That's the decision you have to make. And as time goes on, unfortunately, it looks like, you know, something's going to have to happen. I mean, if the Dolphins and these other teams are going to report to camp on time and they're going to be very strict with the testing, they're going to make sure players are doing their best to social distance. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Players are unfortunately still going to contract this. Players are going to catch this without even trying. I mean, it just happens. That Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. That's how many cases are going on. Can the Dolphins use a preseason? The question we asked at the beginning, yes, they can. This team needs to play several games, but do I think at the end of the day there will be a preseason? Whew, that's a tough question, but I'd probably say, Riley, I'd probably say no. With everything going on, I'd probably say no, but I'm very firm on standing with the Dolphins. What would be best for this team? Two preseason games. And how does that impact the rookies? I mean, I know we talked about Tua, but we drafted 11 rookies. We signed 10 undrafted rookies. We're the youngest team in the league. Like, how does that impact the rookies if training camp gets pushed back, if there's no preseason? I get it. I mean, I understand that preseason for veterans is more of a hassle. It's more of a pain in the ass than it is a good thing. But for these young players, and we have so many of them, they need reps, man. They need reps versus opponents that aren't the guys that they see on a daily basis where they're learning their tendencies. So it gets kind of, you know, just the cycle of, you know, I'm going up against, you know, Austin Jackson going up against Lawson and Ogba on a daily basis. You just kind of learn their game over time. So you need to see like someone new in front of you that's actually an opponent. And that's where these preseason games help get these young guys at least a little more ready for the regular season. Because, yeah, we have 11 rookies, but a lot of them are going to be starters. We talked about the two on the offensive line, and they're all over the field. We are going to be starting a lot of rookies this year. So I think it's a huge detriment to this team if we don't have any preseason games and we're going out there with five, six rookies on the field versus the New England Patriots week one, I think you know losing those games is going to be a huge problem for us. And my final point before we wrap this up, Raleigh, will be this. It's not, it's not only rookie starters. It's these rookies that we have drafted and these new players that we've drafted that are going to play a role for this team. 
if there's injuries, not, excuse me, let me, let me rephrase that. When there are injuries during the NFL season, these players have to step up. If they're not getting reps in training camp, if they're not getting out there in preseason action, they're going to be rusty. They're, they're not going to have the skill set they need to start an NFL career or to play on this Dolphins team when they're coming to a new offense and a new defense. So that is another reason why these training camp and the preseason, it's so much more important for this young Dolphins team than some other teams around the NFL. And Mason, what is like a lot of the common phrases used to describe our rookie class? <laughs> raw, they're talented, but they're projects. Raw. Projects, yeah, that's not a good combination, man. Those are the guys that need reps, and that could be our starting nickel cornerback, our starting left tackle, our starting right tackle, like all over the field. And then it's not just the young guys. We bring in so many free agents on the offensive line. You're going to have Austin Jackson at left tackle, new guy. You're going to have Eric Flowers at left guard, new guy. Ted Karras possibly at center. I mean, Michael Dieter might be your center. Center. We'll see how that plays out, but it could be Ted Karras. So you could have three completely new guys there, and then you could have maybe Jesse Davis, maybe Michael Dieter at right guard. But then you're talking about Robert Hunt at right tackle. You know, you're bringing in Shaq Lawson, Agba, Van Noy. I mean, just new guys all over the defense as well. So two new running backs. I mean, they're everywhere. New players are everywhere on this team. And you need time to develop chemistry. And you can only do so much, you know, doing walkthroughs at practice, you know, going 70% at practice against a guy you know you can't go full speed against, you don't want anyone getting hurt, things like that. So it's just not full 100% let's go and see what we got going into the season. I don't know, I don't know, man. I just think it's a bad situation for the Miami Dolphins losing preseason games. I get at least you don't have to worry about the injuries um, as much. But in terms of reps, in terms of building chemistry – the more preseason games, in my opinion, the better for this Miami Dolphins team this season in particular. Yep, couldn't agree more. So the last thing I want to mention, and I think it's important before we wrap up, is they're talking about instead of 90-man rosters on top of this going into camp, the NFL is expecting teams to you know bring in 75 to 80 players. So we're going to see guys cut before they even get an opportunity. So unfortunately, a lot of our undrafted rookies, and we're excited about a lot of them, Benito Jones, Kirk Merritt, every Dolphins fan is talking about Kirk Merritt right now. They might be on the chopping block before they even get an opportunity to touch the field. Bryce Sturk, who we talked to a month or so ago, Mason, on this show, he's converting to tight end. He's a second-team All-American coming out of college, but he might not even get an opportunity, which really sucks. I mean, it does. I mean, I will say this. The NFL is talking about expanding practice squads, maybe up to 20 players. Uh, from what I think, I think right now it's 12, 10 to 12. They're expanding to 20 players. So you might see might see those guys shuffle to the practice squad, but still, it just, you know, these guys are training all offseason. They're excited. They just signed a rookie contract, and then they're not even going to get a chance to compete. It's just, it's just a crappy situation all around, and there's just so many, so many question marks with so little time as we approach training camp in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, these guys, I mean, their livelihood, their careers are on the line. I mean, all NFL players, really. But these undrafted rookies, I mean, they're really trying to make an impression. And the less time they have to make an impression, the harder it's going to be. So definitely hope. And I see the I see the NFL uh, lengthening the positions that the Dolphins and other teams can have for the practice squad. And hopefully, as time passes, these players can show what they have and 
earn a shot on the team. But yeah, that's just one of the many, many things that this situation brings in a problem to. All right. So we want to know what you guys think on social media at Finit to Win It. Let us know what do you think of the Dolphins situation going into the preseason, whether there's two games, zero games. How do you think that impacts the Miami Dolphins, not just the NFL in general, but this team specifically? So let us know on social media. We're at Finit to Win It on Facebook and Twitter. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, make sure you get involved in our Dolphins trivia giveaway. That is going on right now. We just launched round number three. We're doing four rounds total, so make sure you get in on that. Check us out on any major podcast platform, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate the five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Helps the show out a ton. So thank you so much for the support with that. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Fin It to Win It. We have a lot of content coming out on the way, so stay with us here at Fin It to Win It. Until next time, for Mason, I'm Riley. Fins up, Dolphins fans. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.